Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fans from the Stands, episode number 13. 13. Lucky 13. 13. Yeah, I was right. Lucky 13. Uh, this is, uh, I'm your co-host, Mickey, along with my co-host, Ivan. Hey, everybody. How's it going? You think after uh, not after doing this more consistently, I, I have a better grasp on the introductions, but I guess I guess I don't. <laughs> uh, in any event, uh, welcome, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining in. Uh, it's our weekly Blue Jays talk. And uh, after last week's dire, you know, the season's tanking, we're done. Doom and gloom. Doom and gloom. They go and pull out three out of four <laughs> in New York. So... Uh, this, I promise this episode will be more positive. At least there's a lot more, there's a lot of positive things to talk about at least. Yes, definitely. The last thing that we expected, um, was for the Jays to play four games in New York and win the three that Manoa wasn't pitching in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's a great point. So let's start as well to start with a recap, uh, August 15th, the Jays, uh, lose seven, three to Baltimore. Uh, this was Kikuchi's last uh, start since he's been moved to the bullpen. Three and a third, four hits, six runs, three earned, three walks, three strikeouts. Guerrero hit his 24th home run. Usual Kikuchi outing. Yeah, pretty much. You know, looks okay the first couple innings and then... The wheels fall off. Yeah, and I don't know. He just throws the ball right in the middle of the plate. August 16th. Uh, Baltimore four Jays two, so Jays lose that one. Manoa was on the bump for that one. Uh, five and two thirds, give up four hits, four runs, four earned, four walks, seven strikeouts. Uncharacter- uncharacteristically wild, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Guerrero hit his twenty fifth back to back home runs for Guerrero on that day. And the standout for you in that game? Uh, you know what? It was just Manoa just not being himself. Uh, it didn't look like he had any command whatsoever, and. Uh... But he, I mean, he pushed through. He still gave us almost uh, six full innings, right? So I gave a quality start at least. Yeah. And we'll talk about this uh, when the next, because I guess the next game we talk about Manoa pitching was yesterday. Uh, it, it's possible. I mean, we'll get into this a little bit later, but is it possible he's getting tired? More than likely, that's bigger, bigger workload, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So August 17th, the Jays salvaged the series from Baltimore, or salvaged the game from Baltimore. Jays six, Baltimore one. Uh, due to a sixth inning, six run inning in the seventh by the Jays, Stripling had a perfect game going. Yeah, through six until uh, somebody said something in the crowd. Apparently, yeah, someone yelled it out. Six and a third, one hit, <laughs> seven. Uh, sorry, six and a third, give up one hit, seven strikeouts. Uh, the win goes to uh, Garcia. Yeah, apparently somebody from the stands yelled out something that you're on a perfect game. You're going or where do you say you're? I don't know. Anyways, he something he yelled it out and uh, gave up the hit. And this is a, this is kind of interesting. So Schneider goes to the goes to the bump to talk to Stripling, and Stripling's already basically thought that's it. Where well, I'm done because he said he's never had a manager with the Jays organization come to the mound and tell him he's not done. So once a manager comes out there, usually he's done, and that's it. Hands over the ball. And so he mentally checked himself out, which I thought was pretty interesting. Yeah. And uh, Schneider asked him, got to, got to the mountain. Schneider asked him, Hey, do you want to, do you want to get this next guy? And um, Stripling to his credit knew he had checked out mentally and said, no, I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, so that was pretty interesting. That was kind of a little glimpse in a, in a major league baseball there. I, I just, 
you know, you know, we, we, we talk about elite athletes and their physical capabilities, but it's nice to see the mental aspect. You know, he, he didn't try to like, try to get re-engaged again and, and possibly make a mistake and give up, you know, a couple home runs or whatever, but yeah, he's uh, we'll talk about this too. We'll talk about after we'll talk about stripling later on about NRJ's notes, uh, possible MVP candidate for the chase. I would, I would, I would guess. I would say so. Uh, August 18th uh, in New York, Toronto nine, Yankees two. Isn't that fantastic? Oh, uh, Springer with five hits of that game. Five yeah. for five. Just couldn't keep him off. Um, Barrios with the win. Goes and six and two thirds, six hits, uh, two run, two runs, one earned. <laughs> this is pitched well. So he did pitch well. So, but here's a on, a, on a side note, I don't know what your thoughts are. I'd really love to hear it. I, I've always wondered, so Barrios gets, it's two runs, one earned. The, the one earned is the, sorry, that out of the two runs, one was due to an error from Barrios. Yeah. So is that, to me, that's an earned run because he gave it up himself. <laughs> I don't know. I always thought that, that stat was, if, if a pitcher makes the error, is it still an unearned run? Because <laughs> he made the error from, so anyways. Uh, only one, one, one earned run, nine strikeouts, nine strikeouts. Uh, he was on and Guerrero hit his 26th of the season. Guerrero has been on, on a tear that time in four games. He hit three home runs. Yeah. Uh, Barrios pitched well that game. What are your thoughts on that game? Well, you know what? I think that was on Thursday. Was it not? Yeah. We were playing ball that night. We were playing ball. So we didn't really get to watch much of the game. Um, but just kind of reading reading some of the uh, the recaps and stuff like that and watching the uh, the highlights, it just looked like he was locating. Um, he wasn't too wild. What, he walked one person, right? Yeah. Nine strikeouts, which means he's near the zone. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what you want from him, right? Just he, he's got so much movement on his, on his balls that if he puts it near the zone, people are going to swing and they're going to miss. I know I, I was worried for this start for him because only because it's Yankee stadium, right? It's that, yeah. uh, that short porch in right field and he gets up a little, little bloop to right field. It turns into, turns out to be a home run. So yeah. Yeah. It was great. It was a great game by Barrios. Uh, August 19th, Jays pitch a shutout. Jays four Yankees and nothing. Uh, Kevin Gosman. Uh, he's found his way back. Uh, he's seven innings pitched four hits, seven strikeouts. Uh, and in one walk, Hernandez hit his 18th uh, of, the, of, the, of the season. Gosman's pitching phenomenal. Yep. Uh, he's got that. He's he's not real heavy. He's not reliant heavily on that splitter. He's kind of throwing it in spots and yeah. locating that 96 mile an hour fastball. It's really it's really working for him. And uh, August 20th, Jays five, Yankees two. Uh, this is Mitch White. Five, sorry, four innings pitched, seven hits, one earned run, and five strikeouts. Um, Simber got the win on that one. Yep. Garcia with the save. Bass, uh, a strikeout and an inning pitched, and Pop, one inning, one, one K, one earned run. So um, I think White White battled in this game. Like, Yeah, I was going to say the exact same thing, yeah. He, he battled. He threw a lot of pitches. Uh, he gave us four innings only allowed to run. So he worked himself out of a lot of jams which is commendable. I mean, he's still a yeah. young guy, hasn't been fully stretched out with a new team. You want to do well. You're at Yankee stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, my hat's off to him because like, he's not fully stretched out yet. And it looks like he's going to get every opportunity to start for the rest of the season now. So yeah, with, with Kikuchi in the bullpen, right. I, yeah. I would, 
And then Kikuchi, when did he make us? He made a start in the bullpen. Was that against? That was, I think, the first game against the Yankees. Yeah, and he pitched what? An inning, gave up a hit, a hit, two strikeouts, and a walk. Yeah, Yeah. or just a walk and two strikeouts. Um, Yeah, I thought uh, every time he turned around, there seemed to be a runner on first or first and second for the Yankees, and then uh, uh, maybe we should call him Mitch the uh, Mitch the Magician White. Yeah, because he just seemed to get his way out of it. Um, yeah, it was it was a great game for the gave the Jays it gave the Jays an opportunity to try to sweep the series on the twenty first. Unfortunately, when with Manoa, our, our ace on the bump, uh, August twenty first, twenty first, Jays two, Yankees four. Uh, Manoa went six innings, gave up four hits, two runs, one earned, eight strikeouts. Simber uh, took the loss. Uh, Manoa, this is a kind of a this got a little heated. Yeah. Uh, I was wondering if the Yankees would try to do something like this just to get fired up, right? Because and And uh, so what happened? That's what it was. Yeah, it was Manoa. Manoa pitches Judge inside. Everybody, we're also going to pitch him. Pitch him outside. He's going to take it to the opposite field and hit a two hundred and five foot home run. And and his ball and his pitches have a lot of run in towards right-handed batters. Yeah. Which is why he likes to pitch inside. I mean, he he looks at the inner half of the plate and lets his pitch kind of take it to the handle, right? You try to break off, uh, break people off, and yeah, and that's what he does. But every once in a while, and that's why he's got probably the most hit by pitches in the American League. Well, and let's and let's be fair. He hit Judge in the the elbow pad. Yeah, not like you hit him in the head or the and, shoulder. You hit him in the right in the elbow pad. And we and there is no intent. I mean, you're down by two. You're not trying to put. There was a runner. Wasn't there a runner on second? I believe at the time. Yeah, exactly. You're not trying to put anybody on. You're, no. you're trying to attack, right? You're trying to get out of out of a jam. But uh, so tell those, that to uh, Garrett Cole. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you who didn't who didn't see, so I guess uh, to, just to give you a little context, Manoa throws a pitch inside. It runs in, hits uh, Judge in the elbow pad. Judge kind of rips off his elbow pad. Says something to Manoa. Yeah, he says that's twice because he came in or in. He didn't hit him, but he came in close uh, in the right. other inning. So. And then Garrett Cole lost his uh, lost his mind, jumped over the the dugout fence, uh, starts onto the field, starts yelling at Manoa. Didn't get too far though. Didn't pass the Audi sign, <laughs> which is a little uh, Audi advertisement sign on the on the field at Yankee Stadium, just in front of the Yankees dugout. And uh, I guess he was yelling. He wanted uh, Manoa ejected for some reason. And then at, th- at that point, Manoa and Judge were talking up the first baseline. Basically, Manoa apologized. And, oh, it wasn't yeah. my intent. And Judge said, it's cool, whatever. And Judge has actually had his right arm extended to like the bench and Garrett Cole being like, hey, calm down. Like, settle down. Yeah, There's no intent behind it. And uh, after the game was really interesting. Yeah, you, you, you told me what happened after the game. So you, you explain it. Yeah, so after the game, they asked Manoa what they thought about you know, Garrett Cole kind of chirping. And he said, he basically said, um, if, if Garrett Cole had, wants to do something, he should just pass the, uh, you just go past the Audi sign next, next time. time. <laughs> <laughs> basically calling him out, right? Yeah, it was like saying, say, something. say something, come on, let's go say something. But and then, you know, and then there's six, a follow-up. Six, 260 pounds. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you have to be pretty crazy to mess with Manoa. And then there was a follow-up question. Something to do, like something to do with, did you expect that from Garrett? He's like, it's Garrett. Yeah. So obviously there's some little bit of history, I guess, between these guys, but. Uh, well, and Garrett lost his mind the day before when he, I mean, he didn't pitch very well. And yeah, he like, I think Garrett yeah. Coles was like one in this stretch that the Yankees are in, he's one in four with like a 
four ERA or four point three ERA. Yeah, yeah that game, uh, that, that the game that he lost, and that, that was the one those Jays won five two the day before. Yeah, um, yeah, Bradley, Bradley hit a double opposite oppo double. Yeah, looked great. Um, and that's when I'm looking. I'm like, I don't think Zimmer would have been able to do that. <laughs> right, right, and and that just. I, I was impressed. I mean, obviously, I'm not, I'm not a general manager for a reason. Uh, they knew exactly what they were getting with uh, with uh, Bradley, and wow, he, he pulled out. Um, Simber had a little bit of a uh, he gave up. He had one bad pitch. Yeah, really, and that, that cost that cost the game. The Jays had an opportunity to win it to at least go ahead with the bases loaded. Guerrero hit a. Uh, so this is uh, what are your what's your take on this? So the bases are loaded. There's two out. Um, Guerrero hits a ball to short that got bobbled, yeah, like not a little bobble, like off the guy's chest, and still threw out Guerrero with about two feet, yeah, or more than that, maybe four feet. Obviously, Guerrero wasn't really running hard down the line, no, but he typically does, so it's not something he does right often, right? So, I I don't know if he just because he hit it hard, so I guess he was going like, I got no chance to outrun this. Yeah. And then yeah, the and he's probably just he's probably mad at himself for the fact that he bases loaded and didn't get a hit. Yeah. Um, that being said, the game before, I think it was the game, was it the game before where uh, Toppy was running home and Guerrero was right behind him? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? So what ended up happening is Tapio was at second, Vlad was at first. So when you're at second and you think the center fielder or the, the left fielder who's playing you know in right center or left center you think he's going to catch it you're going to assume that you're going to want to tag up so he didn't stray away from second meanwhile vladi who was at first he doesn't need to tag up to go to second so he can try to get as far as he possibly can so they were basically standing side by side so they got (laughs) so those i suppose they haven't seen the play they're basically they're they're both going home toppy is maybe a foot ahead of vlad it was like a slid in. at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they both slid at the same time. Tapia slid in under the tag, and then uh, Vladi got tagged out at the plate. But that was really, <laughs> it was really, really interesting play. It was a really good series for the Jays. Um, I was going to mention, I forgot to, uh, yesterday's game, and this is where this led to the bases loaded, uh, uh, bases loaded. I think it was in the seventh inning. Seventh. I think seventh, yeah, top of the seventh. Lewis, so Loisia, 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 is on. Uh, he's he's throws what a hundred miles yeah. an hour, like just big arm. So the Jays were going to counter to get him off the bump and put um, kind of with a lefty, right? They're going to put Biggio. So Schneider gets calls. Uh, they're going to pull Espinal. It was Espinal's turn at bat, I believe. Yeah. And they, so they pull him off. They announce Biggio to be the pitch hitter. So that so then um, Boone from the Yankees goes to his lefty, and then Jay's put in Springer. Yeah, who crushes lefties. Yeah, um, and line like hard like first pitch hard hit line drive single yeah. in the left. Like had had that been any softer, it would have scored a run. Matt Chapman would have scored. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think at that moment Schneider out outmanaged Boone. Probably, I'm guessing Boone probably thought that um, Springer wasn't available. Yeah, yeah, Springer was probably injured or not available or whatever. So that was a great piece of managing by Schneider. Um, risky because you're you're eliminating a bat later on in the game, but uh, that was a pretty pretty interesting move. And and what I like about all of 
these players like Whit Merrifield and uh, Kevin Biggio is that they can play multiple positions, right? So Whit Merrifield started in center. Yeah. Or in right. I can't remember. He was in the was outfield. Right. Yeah. He's in right. And, Teoscar, Teoscar was hurt. Yeah. So when they, when they pinch hit for, uh, for Espinal, they pinch hit basically Biggio burnt him and then pinch hit Springer. Well, Springer then goes to right field, goes to right field and Merrifield, Merrifield goes comes in. Right. Um, well, yeah, I forgot, I forgot to mention Merrifield hit his first home run as a Blue Jay. Yeah. <laughs> double bouncer off the wall. <laughs> Two bouncer, double doinker. Uh, double doink off the wall, top of the wall. <laughs> I was realizing an interesting home run for, the, for his first as a Jay. Uh, and then Jays lose again to a lefty starter. Which yeah. is odd for a right heavy, right-handed heavy, heavy power hitting club to struggle against left-handed starters. Nestor Cortez uh, only gave up a run. Didn't look fantastic. His whole like his whole shtick about pausing. Yeah. Getting old. <laughs> it's, yeah. getting, it's getting really old. Um, I think major league ball players can can figure out a release point. Not have to worry about what you're stopping starting. It's a lot Strowman started that, I think. Yeah. Anyway. Maybe I well, maybe it is working because he's got a what, two and a half ERA. But. Yeah, he's he's pitching well this year. Anything else you want to say about that series? No, no. I think, um, well, I mean, the Yankees are floundering. I mean, they did manage to to pull out a win, but uh, what do they have? Like five wins in August? Like, <laughs> yeah, they have an awful winning percentage. Um, yeah, I think five five total. And sure, was they're it facing three? Uh, some tough pitching this this week, also against the Mets. So, yeah, the Mets have managed to line up Matt Scherzer and Jacob Degrom. So Degrom is being pulled, but they're putting Tawan Walker in. Oh, are they really? They're, they, they're pulling Degrom. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Still, it's Tawan Walker. He's still a good pitcher. Yeah. So good luck, Yankees. I, I, I didn't. I didn't think the Yankees were as good as their. Mind you, if you go by the Pythagorean theorem, they're actually, they're actually, records lowered. Should. It's actually a little bit lower than where it should be. Yeah. Um, but I never thought I, I I personally didn't think the Yankees were as good as they were playing, and uh, they're kind of they're kind of coming back to earth and they're falling back to earth in a hard way. The Jays now are eight games back of first place, which means there's a strict there's a possibility that the Jays could be battling for a for first place in the American League East. Yep, not just a wild card, and I think that's what the Jays should be aiming for. You know, you smell blood, you should you should go for it. Because in the Jays' next games, uh, well, who do they face next? Boston. Yeah. Three-game set. Yeah. The Angels for a three-game set. The Cubs for a three-game set. And Pittsburgh. So. For, I mean, like. You should, you should win. You should win out of all those series. You should win two out of three. each one of those series. Yeah. If not, sweep them. Yeah. You no know, sweeping is hard to do in baseball, but um, so this is if you want to make up some ground, this is the time to do it. And then I think they play Tampa, if I'm not mistaken, and then they play Texas. Yeah. Um, anyways, yeah, the Jays have some. I, I think the Jays have a real possibility of at least maybe by the end. I, th- I would say by the end of the Cubs series, maybe could, they could possibly be four games out yeah. with a month to play, which isn't. And they play the Yankees again. And if the Yankees keep losing, yeah, like I mean, they're really struggling right now. I know Stanton's due back soon. I mean, that's one player, right? Right. 
Um, maybe some bullpen pieces are coming back, but I mean, they're really struggling right now. The Joey Gallo curse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would have believed that? Uh, and so, yeah, we, I was saying we, we talk about stripling a little bit. So if you had to vote for me and well, I'll ask you the question now, I'll answer the question now and you can answer it after your MVP as of right now for the Blue Jays. For me, it would have to be Manoa, but sure. stripling is really, I mean, if you look at, he was a bullpen piece. He was a swingman at the beginning of the season. Exactly. And now, you I, put him in the starting rotation and Buddy just flourished. I look at, for me, an MVP is a guy that's, you know, carries the team, right? And if, if it was, if, if you didn't have that guy in your team, where would they be? Yeah. I would hate to see what the Jays would be right now if Stripling wasn't part of this team. Yeah. Uh, they'd be, well, I don't, know, I don't know how many wins he has or how many games they've won since he's been on the mound, but uh, he's been unbelievable. And he, we, we saw him that we, we saw him pitch against New York yep. in June. Um, he's, he, and he wasn't bad. He, he gave up a lot of, he threw a lot of pitches. Yeah. He can, that game only went like four and two thirds or four and a third, but. Well, it just seemed like he was always in a full count. Yeah, yeah. Well, the 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 uh, Yankees are waiting on him a lot, but Manoa would be a great pick. I think. Yeah, obviously he's he's the he's been the Jays ace, and he's looks like uh, he's never he's never pitched this this many innings before. Yeah, I think his high before this has been one twenty eight, and he's up to one forty nine right now. Is fatigue you think a factor right now? I I honestly think that's what it is. Right. And I know they're not going to, but if you were to skip a start. I yeah. think it would do him a lot of, a lot of. Yeah, I don't think he'd ever let you do. It. No, he's a big boy. Like what you said, what you say? He's six two sixty. Yeah, he's six uh, six. Yeah, two hundred and sixty pounds. <laughs> so you've thrown one hundred and fifty innings already. Your body, and you've never done that before. Your conditioning is gonna, and he's not like the. He's he's not. I don't want to say he's not fat. Like he's not. He's big boned. He's big boned. He's husky. <laughs> No, he's uh he's he's not he's out of shape he's fluffy he's got some uh but he's he he carries it well i guess i don't know if that makes any sense he's uh he's he's a big guy he reminds he's, me of cc sabathia yeah but less i would say less pudgy yeah almost, well like know? cc back in like his prime cc yeah 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 that's a good point um because cc got a little fat towards the end of his career yeah <laughs> uh he's certainly not david wells uh, but, uh, he, he's, I don't know, he's, that's a lot. And just, I'm trying to say is it's a lot to wait to carry, uh, through, you know, four or five months of the season. And, uh, I'm sure a little bit of fatigue starting to maybe dead arm a little bit, but, uh, cause he hasn't looked as sharp as past two starts, but what's yeah. great about Manoa is that even when he's not at his best, he's still only giving up one run, you know, or two runs scattering, like, you know, four or five hits. So. Yeah, he's a he's a great MVP candidate, and Guerrero. I think we got, you know, we're expecting Guerrero from last year, but Guerrero's batting what two ninety. He is 280. batting two eighty one. Yeah, twenty six homers. Um, yeah, seventy five RBIs. There's still I a mean, month and, and a bit left, so. So he's you know he's not not Guerrero last year, but he's still going to hit over thirty home runs. Yeah probably get a close to 100 RBIs. And then, uh, well, then Bijou's having a bad year. Really, like he's 250. He's been relegated to just a Batting bench seventh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
and then yeah, we have guys, but then you have guys like uh, uh, Pineapple there. <laughs> yeah, Guriel. Guriel lost his power. <laughs> he decided to hit for average, but forgot how to hit home runs. Yeah. So he's batting over 300 and he's got five home runs. And then there's a Kirk. There's a whole bunch of guys I guess you can nominate, but I for me personally, <coughs> excuse me, I think that would be Stripling would be my MVP candidate. Maybe Romano. Anyways, those uh, those guys in the bullpen look good. That's those pickups they have. I mean, Bass looks great. I think he's got a 123 ERA since coming to the Jays. Yeah. Pop is an innings eater. I mean, they didn't pick him up for high leverage. But he's, uh, wow, he's got some zip on that fastball. Yeah. He looks great. I think you know, they, he's got in their control for the next, what, five years? Yeah, exactly. So he's so, he's something they have for, for next year and the year after, which is great. And Kikuchi's in the bullpen. And he, like we said earlier, he had his one, had his one appearance in New York. Did okay. So here's something that I read. And I don't know if there's any truth to this, but um, it looks like the players have kind of rallied around Kikuchi. Really? So uh, Matt Chapman apparently was giving an interview and he, they, they told him, they're like, so what do you think about Kikuchi offering to go down to AAA? And he said, what? No, he's like, he's, he still has plenty to offer here. He's like, I need to go and talk to him. I, I need to go and, and pick him up a little bit. So they apparently he like right away, he ended the interview and he went off to go find Kikuchi and, and, you know, basically offer his, you know, like his take, dude, you're, you're still valuable to the team. We need you. You're part of this team. You need to be here and all that stuff and take this bullpen assignment and Run let's with roll this. with it. Right. Wow. And I think this could have been what lost what caused uh, Montoyo to lose the clubhouse? Because you remember how hard he was on Kukuchi, right? Where he called him out, yeah, to the whole, you know, right to the media, yeah. And I think the players said, if if he's going to do that to him, who's to say he's not going to do it to me? And I think they all rallied around him, and I think that's where Montoyo really lost the uh, the clubhouse. So I. I- and I heard a pause, listen to, a, to a, another podcast today, and they're kind of talking about leadership in the Jays clubhouse, right? And they're saying that there's lack of leadership and who is that? Who's a leader in that? And some of the hosts said, well, it, you know, it looks like it's, it's Springer. Guerrero doesn't really lead by like, by rah, 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 more like a joking kind of like, you know, yeah. he keeps guys loose for sure. And, there, and there's a role for that. But um, it, if you, if, if what you say is true, sure sounds like Matt Chapman's that that leader in the clubhouse. Well, and he is that like mature veteran kind. Of, I mean, he's not the oldest guy in the clubhouse, but he's got that like dad vibe. <laughs> 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 you know, like that mature, you know, easygoing kind of, you know, very professional. You know, leads by example more than anything, right? Yeah. And uh, apparently his work ethic is kind of like Simeon, right? Simeon was the guy that I'm going to be here. I'm going to mature guy. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to yep. lead by example. I want to show people how to be a professional ball player, to be the first guy out there, to work out, to try and, and improve your yourself. And I think Chapman's the same type, type of guy. Right. Yeah, I, uh, 
that's cool. I, I, I'd never heard that story. And I think that's cool to see that side of Chapman for sure. Yeah. Um, if, cause it's really easy for us to kick, <laughs> kick Kikuchi when he's down. Um, but man, it's hard to watch his starts, but, uh, if the teams are on them, good. I, I think personally, if he pitches like that in the bullpen, you got the lefty, he still throws 96 miles an hour. Yeah. He, he's good for one inning. Um, I wouldn't trust him in high leverage, but. And, and here's the thing, right? Uh, you still want him to be a part of the team and still be valuable. Um, there's a, there's room for somebody who can eat up a couple of innings. I mean, if we, like, let's say we play against Boston and we go up 28 to five again. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you still have your starter who's probably going to pitch seven innings. Well, if you can get Kikuchi in there for like three. Yeah. Right. You keep not? them stretched out. Yeah. You know, you pitch the seventh, eighth and ninth, get it done and over with. There you yeah. go. It's yours. If you, if you get lit up, not a big deal. we got a huge lead. Yeah. As long as it doesn't give up 24 home, 24 <laughs> runs. <right? laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, that's cool. I, I'd like to see Kikuchi run with this role and see what, see what happens. Yep. Any other Jay's news you want to talk about or touch on? That well, I didn't talk about? Um, you know what? Matt Chapman has, you know, he's kind of cooled off over the last few games, but he's playing really well. Yeah. Like his, his average went from, you know, like he was at 223 at the beginning of July. He's at three or 233 now, but at one point he was at batting 240. Like, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And he's got shown really good pop. His defense is always like spectacular. His, yeah. it, guys that can throw that hard just amaze me. Yeah. Like he's, his cannon from third base is something. That's why he plays so deep, right? Because he's got, yep. you know, he knows he's got that cannon. He can just throw the guy out. So I would just sometimes I picture myself being Guerrero and like waiting for that ball at first base. Like, oh my God, he's going to take my arm off. Yeah. Um, mind you, I think Guerrero could probably equal him in how hard he throws the ball. But uh, other than Chapman, anything else you want to talk about? Um, well, how about injuries? Oh, yes. Sorry. I wrote, that, wrote it down and I didn't talk about it. Yeah, injuries. Go ahead. So talk about the injury list. Okay, so we, we kind of know that George Springer is day-to-day right now. So he's kind of available to pinch hit, um, things like that. Um, he hasn't played defense really much since his first game. Um, actually, I don't even think he played defense. He's been DHing for a little while now. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, he uh, took a he fouled a ball off his knee, which is why he's now day-to-day, right? So originally it was his elbow, and now it's a knee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's like got bad luck. Yeah. Um, so he's kind of day to day. Um, Tim Meza, who dislocated his shoulder a few weeks ago, uh, looks like he's doing a rehab assignment uh, over the weekend. So he could be available as soon as the end of this week. So bonus there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Pearson uh, threw a bullpen session a, uh, a week ago. So he's looking like he might be available soon as well. And Julian Merriweather um, also uh, is on a rehab assignment in uh, Florida, and he's looking like he might be ready to go before the end of the uh, the, the year as well. So Pearson and Merriweather be two big arms to have in that bullpen. Yeah, he's, those are those high-velocity guys that we were looking for. I just don't know who, you would, uh, who you'd eliminate. Well, that's interesting, right? <laughs> like, which, uh, who gets like, do you, do you demote someone to put Pearson in? 
Well, I don't, and the thing is, you have to have Pearson come in and throw strikes, and that's been his issue all year. Yeah. yeah. So Pearson has to prove that he can come in and throw strikes. Otherwise, you just leave him in AAA. Yeah. Uh, Merriweather, same thing. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Springer has, or in Teoscar, his, uh, his last, not the last game in New York, but the game before that, he fouled that ball off his foot. Yeah. I don't know about you, but my heart kind of skipped a beat there for a second. Yeah, same. He was uh, limping pretty good, and they pulled yeah, him. From, they pulled him from that game, but he DH the next game. So I guess. Yeah, I mean it hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, and you'll notice that uh, Vlad wore a pad on his foot when he was at bat the uh, the following day, and apparently really? that's because Cortez throws that slider down and in on righties. Yeah. And uh, you tend to fall those off your legs and your knees and stuff. So he wore a pad on his foot. Interesting. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so that's all the injury updates. I think that's it for Jay's land. Yep. Move to our uh, around the horn section. We're talking a little bit about uh, what else is going on in major league baseball. We'll start off with uh, a really a good feel good story. Uh, his last year, Albert Pujols. Yeah. All of a sudden he's at 692 career home runs he's getting close man he's getting close he's four away from aroid he's uh was just given the uh player national league player of the uh, the week award i think he's the oldest player ever to receive that and And he had multi-home run games for two games in a row i saw a meme and it said in the last like week or so Pujols has six home runs and the pirates only have five yeah, I, I uh, <laughs> where is it? I have it here, actually. That was uh, as of yesterday. Home runs since August 10th. Albert Pujols, six. Phillies, five. Rangers, five. Red Sox, three. <laughs> That's crazy. It's like he's found the fountain of youth again. Um, so I am, I don't know, but I'm, I, I really hope he hits eight more dingers. Me too. Between now and the end of the year. And, you know, he's cool. Home runs he hit. Well, the two home runs he hit in Arizona were off uh, Bumgarner. Yeah, he's got on four on the fourteenth he had two home runs, and then on the twentieth he had two home runs. Right. <laughs> and he's now batting two seventy three. <laughs> Not bad for guys retiring, right? Yeah, mostly washed up. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. I hope he hits. He's. I'm cross my fingers, my toes. He hits eight home runs before now and the end of the year. That'd be great to see him hit seven hundred. Probably one of, one of the best, probably the best player of our generation. Yep. Uh, Brett Beatty, it's B-A-T-Y of the Mets. You know, he was the top prospect uh, for the Mets, and some a couple injuries happened, and uh, just out of luck for him, he kind of got called got called up and then played his natural position, being third base. And his first at-bat, hits a home run to right field off of Jake Odorizzi of the Braves. So his very first plate appearance, hits a home run. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Marcel Ozuna. You know, remember that guy? The what uh, did he break now? What, what's <laughs> well, 2021, he was arrested for DV for domestic violence and suspended by Major League Baseball. And uh, you know, he just thought, I really need to break more laws. So he just got charged with DUI two yeah. minutes ago, four a.m. in the morning. Unreal. Four a.m. Idiots. Uh, and he got booed by his uh, hometown crowd. Well, did you hear what he did to the police? No. Gave him his uh, MLB card. Said, I'm Marcelo Zuna from the Braves. <laughs> Good. <laughs> like, you got, your, 
Congratulations. Congratulations. You're doing yeah. 85 in a 60. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, yeah, it, he's not even like he, ever since two, what, two years ago, he's only batting 218. Yeah. Like he's not the Marcelo Luzuna that came from the Marlins, right? So he's, uh, I don't know where he gets this uh, sense of entitlement, but now he's back in trouble again. Joey Votto, Mr. Canuck. Uh, is out for the season with shoulder shoulder surgery. Yeah, and rotator cuff injury, I guess. Which is um, that's hard to come back from. Yeah, it is. A guy his age too, especially right. So he's what thirty nine. Yeah, he's he's on the uh, on the downslope of his career. So. Thirty seven, I think maybe. Um, yeah, I I, I hope because it's Joey Votto. I hope he comes back, you know, completely healthy. But shoulders never seem to come back to way they, the way they were originally right yeah another news uh john daniels of the uh texas rangers the president of the texas rangers was fired i guess a like 500 million dollar spending spree will kind of raise expectations i think it was 500 million they spent yeah something like that uh, they <laughs> massive contracts to Semyon and uh, seager seager yeah and, and uh, uh, so that's that's uh, for those keeping score. That's uh, one uh, one manager and one uh, president fired. They fired the GM in Texas. I have no idea. How did he escape that? <laughs> and uh, for those of you uh, wondering, with the saga of uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, apparently now it's being said from his Tatis's dad, Fernando Tatis Sr., that uh, this all stems from uh, fungus from a haircut. Like, because you're gonna lie like at least get your story straight and and what bothers me the most is they're blaming they blame major league baseball because they're ruining the face of baseball yes well that's right that's sorry that's a good point if you want to talk about that because you actually you uh messaged me what about a week ago about this yeah. whole people sticking up for yeah for tatis for whatever reason yeah and i don't understand this like Everybody's upset about Barry Bonds and he's not going to make the Hall of Fame. Same thing with Roger Clemens. They all tested positive or actually didn't even test positive officially. (laughs) It's true. But I mean, they're all being, you know, sent off to a place where purgatory where they're never going to get the uh, Hall of Fame. He tests positive for a banned substance. However you manage to get it in your body, I don't really care. The fact of the matter is, you, you did. Yeah. It's considered cheating. Take your punishment and shut up. Yeah. Right. Because you're not making it any better. I mean. And it's what David Ortiz and Pedro Martinez are like saying. He's yeah. usually baseball's attacking him. And no, yeah. no. Major, Major League Baseball is following the rules. Because, I don't know, guys, your generation didn't seem to like that. Especially David, or- I, it's it's pretty um, pretty ironic that David Ortiz is uh, slamming someone for using a banned substance when uh, he, although he didn't officially test positive, when they yeah. had those anonymous tests, he tested yeah. positive. So, exactly. Um, I, I I I have a feeling because they're they're from the Dominican Republic, they're all sticking together on this one. But uh, you're right. He used a banned substance. Own up to it, man. Up to it. Yeah. I used it. I got caught. 
I got, I'll, I'll, I'll serve my legs. Right. It's, it's pretty sad when a rod is saying, <laughs> you know, like when a rod is the moral voice. Of reason. He's no kidding. Right. He's like, well, <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. You move yeah. on. Learn. He's, I, yeah. He even said like, learn from me, which was, you know, really nice to hear from a rod. He goes, I, I did, I was stupid. I mean, my mistakes. I don't go to the hall of fame now because of what I did. Yep. Um, but uh yeah so learn from what i and that wasn't it was a really it was it was a fresh a breath of fresh air i guess right yeah yeah but a hair fungus i don't know how that translates into, into using steroids but what do i know well i hope uh, i don't have to do a drug test you know like a toe fungus and athlete's foot oh no athlete's foot <laughs> next week we'll be all jacked up uh and uh walker bueller from the dodgers starting pitcher out for the season with right elbow surgery and yep. what's really odd about this one is they don't know what's wrong with him so he's like it's like exploratory elbow surgery because nothing came back on the x-ray or mri mm. But something's bothering him, so I don't, I don't know. Maybe he's like uh, he's like R.A. Dickey and doesn't have a UCL or something. <laughs> did you like, notice? Did, did you hear the story about how that was discovered? For R.A. Dickey? Yeah, that's when he got drafted. Yeah, but do you like do you know the story behind it? Like how how someone found out he didn't have one? No. So this is I, I read R.A. Dickey's autobiography uh, back when we thought he was the next. He's going to win this back-to-back Cy Youngs <laughs> with the Jays. Uh, so he's picture. He's uh, on the cover of Sports Illustrated because he's pitching for Team USA as a college athlete. And th- they're holding their arms. I guess him and whoever else. It's some famous pitchers. I don't, I don't remember who it is. But they're all standing there with their arms just down the other side. But his is kind of angled out a bit to the left. And uh, a scout noticed it. And um, made or as a scout or his agent noticed an agent or a scout noticed it, and they uh, made him go get an X-ray, and that's where he found out he didn't have that that ligament. So, a little bit of uh, R.A. Dickey uh, trivia for you. <laughs> and also, want to talk about? Should we talk about uh, around the league, around the horn? No, I, th- I think uh, I think that's about it. I think. So we got here. So last week we talked about, remember we talking about Field of Dreams and how, you know, it was, it was well done again. Uh, and, and you said specifically, um, you know, don't overdo it, right? It's, it's, it's done. It's been done well. Let's not push one every, every year. I was kind of in a different opinion, but yeah. And you're right. So 3.1 million fans turned into Thursday's Field of Dreams game between the Reds and Cubs. It's only half as many as last year's matchup between the Yankees and the White Sox. So it's already like becoming a, a, you know, a one-off kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Braves agreed, as is on Wednesday, the Braves agreed to an extension with Michael Harris for an eight-year contract worth $72 million that runs through 2030. If the Braves pick up every option, it's a 10-year deal worth $102 million. How do the, how do the Braves keep getting like hometown discounts? Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, since trading, uh, this is on Thursday and today being Monday, so this is a little old, but since trading Joey Gallo to the Dodgers, Yankees, Yankees wins two, well, I should make that three wins. Joey Gallo home runs are now what? Four, I think four or five. He's got more home runs than the Yankees have wins. <laughs> uh, oh, this is, this is a great quote. So every year they play like a game in, um, uh, 
uh, I don't know where they play the Little League World Series. What is it? Uh, Pennsylvania, Williamsport. Um, yeah, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. So Major League Baseball plays it one game there. Not in the not in the, not in the Little League Stadium, but actual. They make a, a Major League Stadium, the stadium dimensions at least. And uh, today, uh, actually about twelve hours ago, the the Orioles Sports Network account, so on Twitter, was feeling pretty savage tonight. <laughs> the, the Orioles. Uh, broadcast team wrote, well this, well, this is weird. Most games in a Little League parks are against the New York Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> and, I don't know, and you watch, I, I even a couple home runs against the Jays this series. Like, there's garbage. Like, they're, like, two rows in on the, on the right side, on the right yeah, field. They, they call them unicorns, right? Because yeah. that's the only park that that would be a home run in. It's... It's it's horrible, absolutely horrible. And and I find that so, I, I understand that the original, well, not the original, but the old Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Those are the dimensions that you had, but that was an old stadium. And when they built the new one, you would think, well, we have to bring it to major league standards. Yeah. Where and I and I don't even know if there's any rules, but major league standards wants your outfield lines to be you know approximately. To 320 to 25 to 330 feet yeah. and then just kind of move out your center field from there yeah but for them like what 318 and then you've got that straight wall that comes across yeah so even your power alley you're, you're looking at a, a a distance of like 350 345 350 and i know i know they said it's the same dimensions as yankee stadium but something's off like I never remember. I never remember Yankee Stadium being that that shallow in right field. I mean, it was, I know it was always a short porch in right. That was that was the Yankee thing. I get it. Yeah. But it was never. It didn't seem to be that that short. Yeah. And it's not uncommon if you look at uh, um, Boston with the Green Monster. They did uh, what's what's it down the line in Boston? What do they have on the, on the Green Three, Monster? Three fifteen. Three fifteen or three oh five or something. They actually did an aerial. Uh, so they, they took a, a drone, or actually back then it was, I think it was an airplane, took a picture of Green Monster facing down towards home plate, and they actually measured it, and it was 290 feet. Oh. So, anyways, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually not the correct dimensions, but... Uh, let's see here, dimensions... Yeah, 310 feet. In uh, Boston? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They, they measured it, and it was 290, and maybe that's been fixed since, but I can't imagine. Yeah, and then the other one where Pesky's pole is 302, but yeah. I mean that that wall jets out to like 380 feet, <laughs> 380, 389 or something like that. It's just it just jets out right from there. So I mean that's just oddball shape, but yeah, well that's what kind of makes baseball unique, right? Right, Different and it's going to be nice once the Jays uh, have finished their their renovations. They're going to have yeah. some like oddities out there too. So a little bit of different angles. We're not yeah. going to put a flagpole with a hill up there, but I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great park. idea. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you know what though? I I liked it. I liked I liked the, that little quirk. Not 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 smart, <laughs> but I liked little the, that little quirk. I was actually watching a documentary yesterday on uh, on YouTube. Uh, regarding baseball stadiums and they showed uh an old yankee stadium they had the, mon- the actual monuments in play in center field in, in play yeah. in play and i just watched a ball go in between the two monuments and the guy that climbed between them and picked it up i'm like that's 
ridiculous. <laughs> like how get someone killed. So in St. Charles, where I play my uh, my family softball tournament, yeah, one field is right behind the arena, and the helicopter pad land is partially in left field. Okay. So around the helicopter pads, you've got these concrete pillars, these like concretes that are about like three feet tall, yeah, two feet in diameter each. Yeah. So you have those to navigate in left field. Wow. That's not dangerous at all. Not dangerous at all. (laughs) And people complain about Felix Ricard. Yeah. (laughs) Um yeah, we can talk about yeah, but like baseball stadiums, I think maybe we'll talk about that next week. Some some really cool oddities we have going around. Um, speaking of softball, I mean, I played, I just, for those of you who play softball, because we can talk, I mean, you know what I'm talking about. I just played in a game last Wednesday that yet, it's a league that uses composite bats. It's a men's league that uses composite bats. Yeah. Holy cow. Do those things come out fast? Yep. Like it's, it's, it, to me, it's to the point now where, you know, I almost say you should outlaw composite bats. Like it's gonna get someone's gonna get killed. Yeah, I'm sure it's already happened somewhere. Yeah, you're you're talking some extreme exit velocities with comp. Yeah, and I just I don't see the I don't see the the need for them, but whatever. Especially I, I, in a field like what we play in. Yeah, that I, yeah exactly right. I don't agree with. I mean, we have, it's a mixed league. I, I can see. It, it's for guys to use or guys or girls even to use composite bats and girls are hitting them out too. So yeah. Um, it's, it, I was playing in a, in a field that was like a decent field. Like I was playing in Carmichael in yeah. Sudbury and uh, I had, I was playing first base and a ball like came screaming, screaming to my right. I didn't have time to move my glove to the right. Yeah. That's how hard it was hit. Anyways, I'm just glad my face wasn't there. Um, but then you see pitchers, some guys are pitching with no, like, there's no cage in front of them. Yeah. No mask on. Like, someone's going to get crunched. Anyways. Yeah. It's, uh, it's my, my rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is supposed to be a positive episode. So let's go to our, our blue chips and dip prospect. And we've talked about this guy, I think, a few times now. I think we might have talked about him last week, too. And uh, During spring training. Talked, during spring training. And then we know we talked about him last year, but... Aurelvis, the reason we're going to mention him, and I'll tell you soon, is Aurelvis Martinez, who's the Jays' number three prospect. He's a shortstop for the Jays, and probably their number one shortstop prospect now that Groshans has been traded to the Dodgers. Yep. yep. Oh, sorry, to the Marlins. Uh, he just broke the New Hampshire Fisher Cats record for most home runs in a season. He hit his 28th last night. He still only died in 208. With, uh, 28 home runs, 70 RBIs. Uh, he's got a, uh, I was, I wrote his strikeout percentage out here. Something like, yeah, 20, 29.3% strikeout rate. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. In any event, um, he's, uh, yeah, but he's hitting dingers. He's hitting dingers. He broke, uh, so this guy, I've never, I never heard of chip cannon before, but he had, he, he shared the, the record with another former blue Jay. Eric Thames. Eric Thames. Uh, although Eric and Chip uh, broke the had the record with over 500 plate appearances, Eric Thames actually had 650 plate appearances to hit 27 home runs. Chip did it in 524. Aurelius Martinez only took 409 plate appearances. 
hit 29, 28 home runs. So, and he's only 20 years old. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's still young. Um, he's, he's got raw power. We saw that in spring training. If he can put up a decent average, I'm not saying like I expect the kid to hit like 300, but if he can hit like 245, 250. Yeah. He's he'll, he'll play. He'll, he'll bat. He'll find a room for his bat. So next week, uh, I think we should probably, if we, I don't know if we can, I haven't talked to Ivan yet or anything, but uh, Tuesday or Monday, Tuesday work for you for podcasts. Yeah. Okay. So, we'll, so the Jays in that, in this week up until Tuesday, will face Boston for three, the angels for three and the Cubs for one. So they're going to play seven games. What's your prediction for these seven games? Uh, five wins, two losses. Ooh, that is positive. I, I can't go with the same thing, so I'm going six and one. Six and one? Yeah, the Jays are going to sweep Boston and take two out of three uh, in the Angels and win that first game against Chicago. Yeah. There's there's positivity. Yep. Um, right now they're, uh, again, eight games back of the uh, first place Yankees. And whereabouts are they in the wild card? I believe they are. Tied. Well, they're tied for first because they're tied with the uh the race there's a three-way tie actually no i guess not. yeah there's a three, three-way tie tampa bay toronto and seattle although mm-hmm. the jays have played one last game than seattle has and they have the better run differential minnesota's two and a half games out baltimore at least the cinderella team of the <laughs> baseball this year like i i don't know how they're doing it neither do doing i it. um well, rough metal door uh you see he hit he got robbed of a base hit and the uh i guess it's someone else was mic'd up and said just please don't hit me please don't <laughs> slug me uh yeah so they i don't know i don't know how rough i don't know how that team's doing it but man it's uh they're competitive unfortunately for the jays the jays got to play play them another what 10 times so i'm hoping that the the orioles play back to their expected performance level. <laughs> yeah. Well, they should be at, right? Yeah. So like we we weren't expecting them to be above 500. No. Right. I didn't see them as a 300 club. Like I didn't see them losing hundred games, um, but I wasn't expecting them to be above 500, which they are right now comfortably. And contending for a wild card. And contending for a wild card. Um, they're, yeah, it's, they're, it's pretty impressive. I, yeah, I hope they kind of go back to earth a little bit because really it's been, well, I guess since middle of May, they have the best record in baseball. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> just blows my mind. Um, but hey, Jay's uh, the destiny's in their hands, right? They got to do it. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting last month this season. In any event, I think that's it for us tonight. Anything else you want to add? I haven't. No, no, that's pretty much it. All right, uh, so for uh, for this week, we'll be back next Tuesday uh, with uh, another episode. So for myself, Mickey, I'll say goodnight. And for Ivan. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good week. Have a great week.